So you just played it? So I just played it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just I'll just do that. We'll Try just run two. through that real quick. So I forgot to hit the record button, but we're recording now. So yeah, we missed a little. Who took you a did shot? Was, we just missed an intro and a shot, so it happened real quick. You know, there's nothing that's gonna make the headlines. It's you're all good. It's all fine. Okay, it's gonna be all right. Um, but this is Digital Cortex. My name's Steven. That's Random Styles. This is uh, Spiced Rum, Maker's Mark brand. Uh, mm. Do we do it again? <laughs> no, we, we t- just had a terrible reaction coming out of this. Do rum. you want to do another shot? I'll do another shot. I don't care. Oh, fuck it. We All might right. as well. I've got nowhere to go. <laughs> no, right? no driving for you. Yeah, no. Uh, the first shot. Uh, you, uh, well, that's what I was going to say before you told me it wasn't recording. Um the first shot, you know, it's a a lot when you have to take two gulps. Because <laughs> I went oh, and then there was yeah, still some. You don't need to pour as much this time. <laughs> there was there was it still was some. definitely two gulps for me too. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't, I don't ever want to do two gulps, just one. It's fine. They're they're superhero shot glasses, man. You know, they they're gonna be a little bit of extra. They are. They are actually, and I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I filled it up to the top like it was normal. No. All right. All right. Cheers again. Cheers. I don't know why, but. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is today, but the shots are getting me. I've just been so fucking tired all day today. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. it is. Maybe I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess. You know, me and uh, me and Crystal went out um, Saturday night. Saturday night. We went to go see. Uh, they do over there. Oh God, where is it? I don't. I don't know exactly where. I think it was like very close to McKinley and Third Street or something like that. It was McKinley like Fillmore and Third Street. Okay. Um, it's Drunken Shakespeare. Right. So you have like I think it's like four actors who have rehearsed a, a version of Shakespeare, but one of them actors is uh, is drunk oh so they take four shots to begin the show and all then all of them just one. Oh, just one and you just have to guess no 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 no, no. Oh. they tell you oh okay they tell you and then throughout the show like they 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 appointed well they raffled off somebody to be the king and queen of the show okay you know yeah because like sh- they did uh Macbeth. okay so they raffled it off. I think the, like the winning bid was like three hundred bucks or something. Nice. They gave them caviar and open a bottle of champagne, and it's funny. So it's like a comedy show, but they're also they do, trying to okay. get through the entirety of Macbeth. But they do it uh, very abridged and with a lot of comedic pauses and stops and and things to to do other crazy things and then do sexual things. This lady. She flashed the audience at the end of the night. She was so drunk, apparently. <laughs> oh, she's the one that had the four shots? Oh, yeah. No, well, she ended up having six because that queen and king that raffled, one of the perks is two times throughout the night, you're allowed to ring a bell, stop the show, and they make the actor who's been drinking Drink. do like a test. And you decide if they've had enough or if they need another. Yeah. And so, of course, like they made him do another 12 times. 
Yeah, you never say you they never had enough. say they had enough. <laughs> and then so, uh, yeah, so she had like six shots in. Um, and it was funny and it was very casual, but uh, in a very small venue. It was called the Rose Theater. Um, and I think that's all they do there is the drunken theater stuff. Cool. Uh, and then, of course, they bring like drinks to you and food to you. Um, yeah. And they, they actually start you with a shot. Okay. So when you get there, they've already poured you a shot and they hand it to you and they give you your seat. Wow. And that was including the tickets and they weren't too bad. I got them on the Gold Star app for like uh, 30 bucks plus tax or something. Each? Yeah. Okay. So not too bad. Yeah. Um, Because it includes drinks and dinner and a show. I mean, just drinks alone is 30 bucks anywhere you go now. And then we walked ourselves down to another place called, it used to be called the Gastro Pub. Do you know where that is? No. It's like a slightly outdoor venue. Uh, it was smaller, um, but it, it was cool. Like, so we, we've been there before, but I guess now it's called the Topaz Lounge. And it's pretty much the same thing. The food menu looked very similar. The atmosphere of it's very fine i guess for what they do is they got tables they have cocktails and they got burgers yeah okay so the problem is is that for whatever reason this topaz lounge they just played like house music all night okay (laughs) and so we're trying to sit out there and like have a good time and then they're playing like nothing but house music and nobody's dancing to it it's just like really loud house music and everybody at this place was just trying to casually drink and dine you know like what it what you would think it would be for whoever uh, yeah whoever's whoever has a playlist took it over now um they, whoever they has they a playlist going oh it was a dj playing it was a this dj so he's not reading the room and at supposedly all like the reviews <laughs> are like well i don't i think that's what the owner wants because they want it to be that theme but uh, it's like it's not working yeah it's not but working at all when you play music even if the you know, if they tell you this is the theme and you're playing it and no one likes it, but then you kind of like stray a little bit and people are like, yeah, you can kind of read it and be like, hey, I got to play this. This is what they, but maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe they have got strict rules and they say, um, you got to follow the, you know, the list. This is what I want, you know? So maybe he's trying to set a certain atmosphere, but the, it's like he's setting something, but the, the clients that are coming are wanting something else. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta adjust on the fly. I feel like they should. Um, so, I mean, you know, we had, uh, just a couple appetizers. We split and then, um, drinks. And that was pretty much it. Drinks were strong. Drinks were strong as fuck. That's for sure. Um, then we headed over to (laughs) trying to get you ready for the house music. I don't know. Right. (coughs) Oh yeah. We headed out to, uh, I've been taking some rips and I don't want your smoke alarm. I mean, I'll just have to walk out there. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought about that. But um, yeah, we walked to to Greenway, Greenwood, Greenwood Brewery, something. Yeah. Uh, It's a really cool little um, small business brewery. And I think it's like one of its headlines is that it's it's woman owned and operated. Oh, okay. Or the 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 owner is a woman. Word. Um, and that's pretty good. They have a, a variety of different um, beers that they they'll sell you uh, off of their taps, and then of course you can take some home and stuff in the cans and whatnot. Yeah. And they got a nice little atmosphere outside, and they were doing um, a theme for like 
I forget. It was some pride thing going on okay. at the time. But um, pretty cool. We were there. Like, the last people there, they, they were going to so do the last is... call, like, 15 minutes, and they were going to close. So, wait. This is all after your show? Yeah. You went to the we techno spot or uh, mm-hmm. house spot, and now you at this spot? Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention, we had about, like, I think 40 or 50 milligrams of edibles in us, too. <laughs> so, we were having a good time. And then we decided to call our Uber, and as we're waiting for the Uber... I kid you not about like six. It must. I don't know if it was the same one, but I saw six times those Waymo cars oh running around God. with no drivers in them, which was trippy. Yeah. I hate those stupid things. <laughs> have a war with Waymo. You have a war with Waymo? <laughs> What's your beef with Waymo? I got stuck behind them, man. Remember? I, dude, I, I'm driving down one of these oh, narrow right. streets that has cones and they couldn't figure out the cones. It was it was stuck. It was literally go, slowly going into a cone and pushing it. Hey man, it's still learning. <laughs> yeah, really slow. But those two guys in the car—that's what was making me mad too. Is two guys, and they're just kind of looking at each other, and I could see right into there because I'm right behind Wait, was them. There, was there a, a driver or no? Yeah, there's two guys. Okay, so there was yeah, someone. There was a driver and so this a passenger. Is before they went like driverless. They were doing some kind of fucking experiment with okay, it. And they're and, testing it. So. Yeah, and it was fucking failing is what it was doing. Because <laughs> I'm stuck I'm stuck behind it for like ten minutes straight, like and the line behind me is building up because this is a small street on downtown. I think it was like third, third avenue. I think that's what I was on. And um or fifth, which one? I don't remember. But anyways. Um, because one of them only goes one way and the other one goes the other way, but now one of them goes both ways, so it's weird. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm stuck behind it and it's just not moving and it's slowly running into this stupid cone, not figuring it out. And then there's cars behind me honking because they don't know what's going on, they can't even see the stupid car because my truck, so they don't even know that I'm just they. Probably literally think they I'm probably just probably just think it's you being yeah, an they, asshole. So in your now truck. I'm getting blamed <laughs> for the whole backup. There's cars way back there now honking because they don't know what the fuck's going on. And I don't. What am I supposed to do? I'm stuck. Did you try honking at the Waymo? I thought about it, but I could see the guys in it. I knew what they were doing. I knew that it's some fucking thing that maybe that's part of the experiment. I should have fucking. Maybe that's what they were doing was like just trying to me. test it. Yeah. They're saying what happens yeah. when you piss somebody off. I guess they do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I could That's its defense mechanism. It goes straight like full turtle and just tries to hide in its shell. Oh, what if it started freaking out? If I started honking at it, dude, it's all. It gets anxiety. <laughs> it goes sideways and like starts moving in ways that it's not even supposed to. The company's got to pay for its counseling now. Yeah, the mirrors go in and out <laughs> from the sides. Out, the, the, the brights go on and off. Yeah, it starts blinking. It's black light. And its horn goes out, but it's not like, it's like really high pitch now. Yeah, like it's a, like it's screaming for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they maybe I should have honked that. If I ever get stuck again, which I hope I never do that again, but if I do, I'm going to definitely test this theory now because this is, that was ridiculous. Just, maybe maybe it's improved now. Maybe it's better because of that experience. Oh, it should be better. I but, hope so. I, from what I hear and read about automated driving, it's it's one of the few industries that receives the most amount of money for the littlest improvements or smallest gains. That you know they've been talking about self driving cars for a long time now, and we don't have them. 
Right. And they, they literally don't want to put it on any of the Teslas. They, they do like assisted driving and they have this like all these like rules, but they're not, there's no fully automated cars just riding around. Um, <clears throat> at least on a mass production, they do smaller ones in Phoenix. Right. But then some people get yeah, stuck in the it, cars, it's right? Like the, the city ordinance and stuff like they got to get approval like that way. So they're approved for so many cars to ride for probably so many hours or whatever in, in it is. In a specific boundary. In probably like That's some That's why square. if you open up Waymo, it's only in specific like areas. Like it's not going to get on the freeway. I heard about somebody getting stuck on one though. Like they couldn't get out and it was like going the wrong way or something, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. I know. They're, and they can't get out. What are you supposed to do? Like, you know, like you never was finished watching Upgrade, huh? There's a no, I haven't. There's a there's a scene where they're in the automated driving car and it starts freaking out in the very beginning. I've seen a bunch of scenes where automated cars like freak out and you're stuck or die because of it. Yeah, like uh, like you know they that's well, that one in upgrade it starts going really fast and then it flips because it oh, hits shit. something. Was it hacked? Yeah, well, yeah, because they're like trying to override. I feel like it. every time that happens in movies, it's always hacked. They did that in iRobot. You remember the, the cars like stopped him in the tunnel and all the robots came to try to yeah. kill him. He had to override the car. Well, they know you, you, they talked about it literally that they can do that. Cause when the Ukraine Russia thing started, they were like, should we shut down the Teslas? Like they were telling Tesla to shut their cars down because they do have the ability to just turn them off and not let them drive anywhere. So I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? And yeah, then, I know. And that, that's like pretty, I don't know. When you get into some real tiptoe type scenarios here. It's like, is that so overreach? Like we feel like we should because there's a war going on, and we want to help the the good guys versus bad guys. It's always situation, right, or yeah. whatever side you're on. But then it's also like, well, as a company, if we do this because of that reason, how does that affect or uphold our our like privacy rights and stuff that we've written into our own? agreement with our customers i think they have some kind of probably language in there that was the that was the whole thing and i feel like we've talked about it before but like the case where like uh it was one of these shooters or something in california i think it was or or a terrorist attack or something like that where they had the iphone of the person they told apple like the the authorities were like yo get us into this iphone and apple refused to because it's like well we would be breaking our agreement, our our privacy agreement yeah. that we've made with our customers, <clears throat> regardless of who that person ended up being. That's something that we feel we have to uphold. And so it was a big controversy because it's like, what's the right thing to do here? Someone who's, who's done like a, a terrible crime against humanity or like whole upholding what's right for, the majority of all of our users, which for Apple is, you know, uncountable numbers of people. I wonder what's happened since then, because I don't know. You don't hear that much about that kind of talk anymore. I not. think it went to like court or something, and yeah. I, I think Apple won in that case. Well, yeah, I don't think they have to for their defense. Or, I don't think they have or it to fell give through it up. because they ended up getting like some person to just bypass the passcode, you know, hack through it. Yeah, you can always get people to hack it. And I think that's more probably what's going on now. Maybe that's why we don't hear about it anymore because they're just hacking. Because them and- that happened. And so it's like, 
well, let's just hack it then. And so yeah. now, now it pays to be a hacker. It does. I mean, this generation for sure, the nerds are supreme now. It's not like the nineties when they were like, you're a nerd. And everybody made fun of you and the jocks ruled. Now the nerds rule, dude. Nerd. Oh yeah. That's why Marvel's so big, right? Nerd. Have you went to com- any Comic-Con? Like Phoenix Comic-Con? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to the the Phoenix. Um, I guess that's an easier one to get into. You, San Diego's hard, yeah. right? I don't, I don't think it was called Phoenix Comic-Con anymore. I think it was. They called it something else because they couldn't actually get the rights from Comic-Con to use mm. the word Comic-Con. But everyone pretty much knows yeah, but what that's it what is. It was, it yeah. was, it was a pretty much a Comic-Con type show. Yeah. Um, but Crystal did surprise me with tickets to that for my birthday. Nice. Uh, we ended up going super late. <laughs> so you know, we, that did, was we awesome. didn't get a lot of panels in there, but one that we did get to see, which I was super excited about. Um, and this was in 2019. So we were, it was, uh, a panel about the justice league. I mean, um, the, the DC, animated movie universe mm, okay so they have a whole like animated movie universe and they were talking about pretty much all dc animation the batmans yeah for sure um batman's the batman's so huge, justice man. league movies don't they release stuff. like a movie every year at least oh batman? yeah there, there's tons of them yeah. and i don't know if they're all great now but at one point they all were one big storyline I've watched these movies and they're really good. Yeah. The, the majority of them are, are great. I know in the last couple of years, I'd say in the last like five years or so of these movies coming out, some of them have been like, mm. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like, best. it's still entertaining. Yes. You know, like you could watch it and they follow the comic story arcs a lot more closely <clears throat> than they would in the, the live action films. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's there's some. I've always like said it too. Like people ask about the the movies and stuff on each side, and they always ask you like, "Well, what do you like more, DC or Marvel?" And I like both for for lots of different reasons. Yeah, they ha- um, each have good characters. Yeah, like Marvel's on. animated stuff Punisher? is not as fun as DC's stuff. Yeah, Punisher, Punisher, and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that any day. You know. And then there there are some great things though going on, like like the drama and and sometimes the characters are more um I don't know, like hardcore when it comes yeah. to the DC stuff over Marvel. That's the the Deadpool joke. He's like, Whoa, you're so dark. Are you, you should, are you <laughs> are part of the DC universe? Of the DC universe? Yeah. <laughs> Cause they went super dark with the DC <laughs> movies and shit. Yeah, Deadpool's hilarious. Well they Actually, got the there's a there's a new trailer just got released for a new DC movie um featuring Blue Beetle. Yeah. Which is I, super exciting. I sent that out to some people. Yeah. It looks good. I like it. I'm the only thing I'm not happy with is the the portrayals of Blue Beetle that I have seen where it's non-comic book, like so it's it's in some type of of TV or uh, animated movie or whatever the case is, um, which makes more sense to me is the way that the AI talks to him. Okay. So like the way the AI talked to him in that was generic AI that you would see in pop culture. Yeah. You know, that a human would have made, but the, the technology that's on his back is supposed to be alien. 
Yeah. And so in, and they, I think they did it really well that way, but in pretty much any other animated form I've seen, um, whether it be TV shows or movies, it's usually his voice, the same person who's voicing the blue beetle at that time. Yeah. Um, and the character in this case, Jaime Reyes, uh, it's his voice, but in a more like aggressive, um, tone. Yeah. And, and this is DC, and that makes right? Sense. Yeah. And this is DC. Which and, was surprised me of, <clears throat> I mean, the trailer, I don't watch trailers and I try to, but this one caught my eye and I had, I got through like half of it and then I stopped it. Cause I was like, this is too much. It's good. I'm 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 in. Yeah, because I don't like to watch trailers like that either. Because it was going through the whole story. I was like, oh shit, this is the movie, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and I, and that's why I don't like because I don't like the spoilers. Yeah. But I really wanted to watch this only because I am a big Blue Beetle fan. I collected big uh Blue Beetle um ah, comic books. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure that they do it justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was one of the things I did not care about was that the AI was treated more of like an assistant to him, but in the comics, the AI is portrayed as its own organism. It is the scarab that's latched onto his yeah, back. Yeah, and it yeah. can't be removed. Like it goes into his like spinal cord yeah. and it fuses with his body. Um, you know, they they've had different people in the DC universe trying to remove it, and it's like if we remove it, it kills him, type of thing. So this like, is like it's uh, like a parasite. This is like a venom. Like it's its own entity yes. so if if the way that they did venom's voice over yeah. which they probably didn't need to do and that's a whole different thing with sony but um is the way that that i feel like blue beetles should have been it should have been a yeah. back and forth because they that's had different ideas. for blue beetle just a quick run through of who he is he's a kid he found this thing um it's, it ends up being alien technology that has been on earth for years like egyptian times older ancient tech and it's created by a a race of aliens they throw it on a planet so that it can find a host from that planet and then it it takes over completely like it takes over if it hooked to you yeah and it was in good working order it would completely take over your body the ai is now in control of your mind and everything and its job is to get the planet ready for an invasion like pretty mm. much take it over completely um and get it ready for an invasion. Yeah. Uh and so in Jaime Reyes's case that scarab is defective. Yeah. It it got damaged on its crash landing to earth. And so by the time he gets it he um is able to talk to the scarab, but the, but he still has control over what's going on. And he's not supposed to, he's not supposed to, it's supposed to relinquish all control to the scarab itself. And so that's why it's like, it it adds humor to the comic books and everything, because uh, for blue beetle, when he's talking to the scarab, it's in his mind. Like the scarab isn't talking to him audibly so he can hear it. It's talking to him in his head because remember it's, it's, connected through his body through his spine so it's it's connecting to all the nerve endings it's going to lead to your brainstem and everything so that's the whole science behind it like it fuses with its host it gets in there yeah um and so it's talking to him through his mind so when people like are around him and he's arguing with the scarab because it's like i recommend lethal force and he's like no we don't want to do lethal force 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And people are looking at him like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this fool's talking about lethal force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's arguing with the scare the whole time, trying to yeah. say like, no, 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 no. But uh, that's that's kind of the push and pull of, of his relationship with his powers. Yeah. That are stemmed from this alien technology that, again, is broken. And he's got to figure out how to take control of it and make sure it doesn't. Yeah. Get loose because it could become a dangerous item if it ever gets in working order again. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be uh, a hit from what it looks like. In I the hope trailer. so. Yeah. I, I hope they don't I like fuck the it way up. they did the shot. I like the, the family and everything. Like I saw a little bit of that. And like, I like the story and the, you know, that it's definitely like a new, uh, you know, dynamic in the superhero marvel i mean dc you know comic book era kind of stuff um so i think it'll be good i think it'll be it'll be uh its own thing and uh, does james gunn have anything to do with this one too because it seems like he this is i don't think it's james gunn but he's overseeing all the dc universe now yes but blue beetle was in production way before yeah yeah it might have been in, in production already before he was even a but I don't know. He was doing stuff with DC. The director is Angel Manuel Soto. He did good. I mean, from what I saw. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else he's done. Let's I'm sure he say. probably advised at least. You know, James Gunn's been. He was doing the Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker and stuff. So I'm sure he was helping out some. But well, this guy has not done. A much? large amount of directorial things. I so, mean, I guess he has done things. So, um, so this is his b- first big I've seen. Yeah. And so this is his first big swing. This is this is his biggest movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're for doing sure. If you're doing Marvel or DC movie, but that's it's not that he, he hasn't won anything or done anything like that. So he has 11 award nominations, but they're, they're smaller things like the International VR Award for Best Virtual Reality Film, huh. Silver Angel Award for Excellence in Media, okay, Audience Choice Award for Fiction. He was nominated. He won a jury prize for Best Short Film, lots of short films, yeah, um, stuff like that, so... So we'll we'll see, and then um, that's what they need. They need new directors, new you know, new visions. You know, that's what Hollywood you know survives on is these new perspectives that right. people bring. You know, and then it's also based in El Paso, and the kid is is obviously Hispanic. Yeah. So it's supposed to. He touches up on a lot of his culture as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting too because I don't think we've had a a superhero feature Ma- film of yeah, a person of color that's that uh, was in, in today's era yeah as far as that like the last time like we had blade black well, adam black adam black but, panther black <laughs> panther yeah black panther's been a hit yeah and then i said miles but that was animated yeah but i mean even outside of like if we even go further as a hispanic uh superhero <laughs> Not really any. No. I mean, they had the dude in Ant-Man, but he wasn't. <laughs> no. He was a sidekick kind yeah, of. Yeah, but I mean, he's not getting his own feature film either. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think uh, this will be a, a good film for 
for DC for sure. But um, yeah, but yeah. I like the I like the direction they're going and what they're the projects they're talking about. It's interesting where they're they want to. They sound like they want to explore these other characters that are lesser known. You know, because that, I think that's where James Gunn thrives is he built Guardians of the Galaxy out of a, out of a comic that not a lot of people knew about. And he just blew the market open, you know, with all these new, you know, Rocket and and Groot and, you know, all these like crazy. Oh, yeah. And when, yeah. when they first announced Guardians of the Galaxy, I was one of those people that just did not think that it was going to work You're because like, at what? that time <laughs> think about the other movies that they had they had thor they had iron, um, man, iron man captain they had america Hulk, captain america yeah. right like there was very obvious type of superheroes that yes. they were doing yes and then they come out with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Who are these guys? These are like some really obscure 80s space Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> and it was like, okay, you know, they had a good run. This yeah. is what's going to de- destroy hear? Marvel. <laughs> Did you ever hear about them? Like a, a, as a comic, like before the movie? Yeah, or I never... knew who they were. Yeah, you saw it? I'd never seen it. I never even heard of it. I was like, what the fuck? But it, it, again, it wasn't something that like, I was like, okay, well, I need to know about that. Why and I think I knew, I knew about who they were because of, a, um, uh, who was it? I think it was Nova. Yeah. I would think it was a Nova Squad. Uh, there's there Nova Squad comic. Yeah, Nova. Uh, let me see. Nova. Yeah, I don't think G- I ever heard of that Marvel. either. He's a, a superhero from the Nova Squad. Oh, they're gonna make a thing for him too. Why not? My might as well. If you're saying they're connected, that makes sense. That's Nova. The Nova Squad was actually, or I don't know if they're called Squad. Oh, okay. Or the Nova Corps, whoever they are. This? But yeah, this guy, that helmet and the suit and everything. Okay, wear. he's got a unique helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're part of a, a group that are like, they were they were mentioned in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies in the first one. Yeah. Um, but they haven't set up any specific... You know, when yet. they when they came out with the first Guardians, they talked about a Howard the Duck movie again because they had him in it. They had him in the, the first and second one, didn't they? They had Howard the Duck movie that came out in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, and that was a... I saw the I did movie. not see it. Wow, I, I grew up watching it on HBO. I know HBO. who Howard the Duck was in the comics. I didn't even know it was a comic. I was like, who the hell is this duck? I just remember seeing a duck. I think when the movie came out, I wasn't aware. But as I got more into comics later, you know, it kind of showed up. And then so when Howard the Duck came back, um, they did it at the end of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think it was. Yeah, the first uh, one. As, as like a teaser. He was to part, show that he was part of the collector's yeah, collection. the collector. He was he uh, was sitting there with all the ex- explosion and stuff that mm-hmm. happened in the collector's uh, lair or whatever. And you're like, oh shit, that's Howard the Duck. And I had heard already in some articles that he was going to be in it. So, but still, the way they updated his like look and everything and animated it looked it looked pretty cool. It looked way better, yeah. And he's a he's a funny character, yeah. 
they probably eventually go back to it, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, they got they got some stuff cooking over there with DC, man. Mm-hmm. They got another season of Peacemaker. You watch Peacemaker? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Peacemaker. Peacemaker yeah. was great. Yeah, it was just a good character, and they they really expanded on him in the show. Because you got one ver, you got one side of Peacemaker, but then he they really like developed his character. Spoilers too, but at the end of Shazam, there's an after credits that features uh characters from the Peacemaker TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, and uh, they had those same. They had one of the characters too in um, Black Adam, right? The girl, she was, was in- she in Black Adam. Yeah, I want to say she was in Black Adam. She might have been because uh, uh, in the... Cause she took Black Adam away to the... Remember when they had him, like, uh, they had him uh, in the water, whatever. That apparatus. makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. The blonde girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't know what her what, what the actress's name, but... I forgot her character name, even. But if you've seen uh, Peacemaker, you know who's talking about. Right. Because she's one of the main actors in that. Yes. She's basically second lead, right, to John Cena? Mm-hmm. I, I would say, think so. Yeah, I would say. I think she's the love interest, too. Yeah, he likes her. <laughs> he well, keeps it goes following one way. her. He keeps, it goes one way. <laughs> he keeps following her around. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Like, That's such a like, good I show. I saw your car drive by multiple times. Oh, dude, the <laughs> end for that one was fucking hilarious. With the uh, the Justice League coming out, yeah, they're like, "You're late, guys." <laughs> his friend was funny. What was his friend's name? Peacemaker's friend, remember? Uh, the uh, vigilante. <laughs> yeah, vigilante. Vigilante. Oh my god, he was funny. He was too. great too. Yeah, yeah. They had. Uh, they, yeah, they that's had what I'm saying. James thing. Gunn deli- He delivers these characters. And that- you know why? It's because he just does what's fucking from the comics and how it's supposed to be done in the comics. That's why the comics sell for a reason because those stories were great. And the so when you take them to the movies. Yeah. If you stay with the source material, you're going to be fine. But sometimes people are like, well, mm, they want to change like things. Yeah. I need to make it my thing. Yeah. I want to like, change the, it. The fans don't want your thing. The fans want the comics. He should be like this. Make the comics. And they change his outfit and they do weird things. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, what are you doing? Get back to the essence or the. Yeah. They say James Gunn's a real like comic nerd dude he loves reading comics and he'll right. go back and read other comics and stuff like that that he loved and like so he knows about all these guys that nobody has heard of but they're like where did he get weasel from dude like for the second weasel the second did you ever hear of weasel like in any comic dude no i don't yeah. think so but that was the whole point of what he did with them is um these obscure characters. It's not that like the obscure characters, but I think they're all at one point Suicide Squad characters anyway. No, they and, definitely and are. The yeah. whole thing about Suicide Squad was when it first came out, like, and we talked about Suicide Squad in the comics, they literally were just throwaway characters. And so they would die and everything, you know, like they would. Oh, shit, that's blown up. That guy's dead now. Yeah. And they were they were all for the most part like characters that that like you know fe- were featured in somebody's villain once and they weren't that popular and they never came back. Yeah. You know, like the polka dot man. 
he, 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 he came awesome. back. He has some few appearances in the comics and stuff, you know, yeah. um, originally. And so it's stuff like that. And so when they kill the characters, they, he did such a good job of like showing that everybody's expendable in this, including everybody I made you follow for the first 30 minutes of the film. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did mess mess up a whole crew. Yes, he just, just killed everybody. Just off. killed them all, except for Harley Quinn. He couldn't kill her. Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, nah, you gotta live." Well, you can't. You can't kill her. And uh, the other guy too. There Colonel, are certain characters. Was it? it Colonel? What the fuck is his name? Uh, Colonel Flag. Flag. Yeah. 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 That's what his name. There's a Captain Flag. That was Colonel. Maybe it'd be Captain Flag. I don't know. Commander Flag. Who, who knows? Flag somebody. <laughs> Commando Flag. He's in the military for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, we have to finish the part three. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we left off. So a couple episodes back, we had uh you'd ask me to like do like a chronology of of um well, yeah, we just kind of stumbled upon it, and then we just went down the rabbit hole of what was going on in my in my theater youth as a kid, like so how I spent at high 10th, school. Tenth grade. So we went to tenth grade. Yeah. Uh, so I think in the middle of that, we had like a we did a summer camp for the kids coming in to. Oh yeah, we finished tenth then. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. We haven't started tenth. Oh okay. And we did so a what? summer camp for for like junior high school. Oh, kids going into tenth. Okay. Going into tenth. Yeah. Um. And I think also during that time, I took summer school. Okay. So I did PE over the summer. Why would you do PE over the summer? Because in my high school district, you had to have two PE credits, two years of PE. Yeah. You had to have a language credit and you had to have um, all of your other normal like math and science and English writing, all that stuff. Yeah. So by the time you're in in uh, in tenth grade, like so, in freshman year, you have PE, and then you're able to take your your elective credit, right? Yeah, and you can pick whatever you want. But by the time you're in tenth grade, you need to have a language, and you also need to take PE. So your elective credits are are just pretty much taken up by those two things, PE. And your language. Yeah. So I needed to take the language to graduate. So I chose Spanish, had a shitty ass teacher. Um, I think halfway through that semester, I, I like decided I was like, I'm not even going to going to try to finish this because I'm not learning anything. All he did was tell us to read the book and he just sat there on the computer or his phone uh, for the whole class time. Sucks. Um, so I switched to a better teacher second sem- semester. And I could not keep up in the class because I had learned so little in the first semester. Mm, so I barely behind. passed and, and earned my um, Spanish <laughs> credit. I went from an A in the previous class to like a C, barely passing. Oh, you should have just stayed one. with the bad guy. You would think, right? But like I wanted to learn was the yeah, whole fucking point yeah. of me taking Spanish. Yeah, like, yeah, good I'm going to learn to speak Spanish. It's going to be great. Yeah, no, it did good, not happen. Good intentions, but you know. Right. And then so um, going into to 10th grade, I knew that I needed to free up a point there so that I can continue to be in the production performance. Oh, OK. So I wanted to take a theater class. The The high end had to audition for a theater class. Um, and so I needed to do P over the summer. So I did P over the summer. I got like 
the most beautiful golden California tan you can think of. Like I, I look very pale. Okay. I'm one of those Hispanic people that's like, oh, your ancestors are from Spain because <laughs> yeah. you look white. Uh, and then so, but when I was in PE over the summer, because all of the, the sports camps were taking up anything inside. Yeah, yeah. So we were just pretty much in the hot California sun all, all summer long. Yeah. Um, doing stuff outside. And so um, I was getting real tan. I got sunburn real bad. And then when you get sunburn and it keeps burning, you eventually just start tanning. And yeah. so I had a really good tan going on. I was, it was great. I was in the best shape of my life probably at that point too. <laughs> because remember, I told you I was taking the weightlifting class freshman year. Yeah. Uh, so the PE coach for the summer of the six kids. Was only six of you. <laughs> five of them had failed PE the previous year. I was the only one taking it. Like, as extra. As extra. Yeah. So I can free up. Uh, courses so um who came up with this idea did you ask the counselor or they did they oh dude my dad had told me this he's like taking extra class he told me this when i was in junior high so i'd been taking extra classes since i was in junior high oh in the summer the summer yeah oh, okay. just to, to free up credits and electives and stuff so you could do different things yeah and the the whole goal was my dad said by the time you're in senior year you only have to go to school like for two or three classes a day yeah. If you finish them in the summary, because you can get your credits. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, fuck, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do that. So I, I was the only kid that decided to do that in my family. Everyone else had to go to summer school because they needed the credits. <laughs> I did it for extra credits. Yeah. Um, and so he would leave me in charge of the class to like just chill in the weight room when the football camp didn't need it or something. Yeah. And so like, that's all we would do. We would go in the weight room. We would listen to, to the radio and um we would just chill in there (laughs) sometimes we work out sometimes not but it was you know all these kids didn't really want to be there anyway they were just trying to make up their credits yeah um and then so uh so when i come into now 10th grade i've got my performance and production um credit there so i can start so wait when did you elective when did you audition for that because you said i did that in in um Ninth in ninth grade, yeah, I did, I went half the year, so the first half of ninth grade I did computers, and the second half I auditioned for the production performance. And I think we talked about that. I did the the frog monologue and I ripped my pants. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tenth um, grade, I think the first show we did for tenth grade, which was pretty huge, we did um, our winter show was a uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. And I played Ebenezer Scrooge. I played Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. in Christmas Carol. And we did a very dark version of the Christmas Carol too. Oh shit. How'd you get darker? <laughs> There's a version of it out there that's a lot Is more Ebenezer like, a like somber. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. just like more he really uh, digs in than it is like Christmassy. It digs into like his dark side. Yeah, the ghosts are very, you know, this is a the show that we we had um great effects for like we had a uh they took a fog machine they hooked it up to a cooler full of dry ice so that the fog would stick to the floor of the um the the stage yeah, like yeah. we warped the floor of that Ooh. stage uh and i remember like in the spots that that the uh dry ice would leak and stuff i would have to stand in those cold puddles sometimes because i was barefoot for the majority of the show oh shit yeah 
Um, Dude, that's not good. <laughs> no, no. That they, show actually fucked up my voice, too. Because No, well, they tell you not to touch dry ice. Well, I wasn't touching. I was touching the, the aftermath. <laughs> I know, but you, your feet were absorbing like oh, chemicals. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Oh, but I mean, you, you do this for the art. <laughs> I know. Dude, I watched um, I watched uh, someone do an art uh, a play. And they had, uh, they had, um, it looked like it was snowing. Like it came down, it looked like it was snowing and, you know, it was all sparkly and everything. And I was talking to them after the show and they're, I was like, what is that stuff you guys are dropping? You know, it looked cool, you know, cause it looked all foggy and it looked like snow. And they, they were like, oh, it's, uh, instant potatoes. <laughs> the the dry stuff yeah in and i was like what i was like you got and they um they're breathing it in i'm like does it has anyone ever like done like research on like breathing in dust from instant potatoes like it's probably not good for you <laughs> it can't be good no and then they said uh they were telling me that one time they um Somebody mixed up the boxes and they used um, garlic potatoes. Oh, <laughs> every, no. Everybody was coughing, dude. They were like, because, <laughs> you know, it was getting in their throat and they weren't able to, like, do their lines and stuff, like, while the while it was snowing. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, okay, this is another thing about theater, too. They're not throwing that away. They're reusing it. So Sometimes, then, yeah, you have to. Yeah, so they're sweeping it up for the next show, mm -hmm. loading it back up into the canisters that are above them and the top, and then it's now it's mixed with like dust, dirt, whatever kind of like grime was on the on the um, actual floor of the oh, stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh my and god, that's, that's even worse. Dirty. That's now you're breathing in dust and dirt and instant mashed potatoes. It can be really bad. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you guys are you guys work in crazy conditions, dude. Like, <laughs> like sometimes I, I mean, I explained that that um, prank night for the uh, Wizard of Oz at one point, didn't I? Which prank night? Did I not? I can't remember if I, I did. I don't think so. So the last night of a show is a, is a prank night. Yeah. Okay. Actually, we're, we're going to talk about the Wizard of Oz too, because that's tenth grade. But like, for example, in ninth grade, um, freshman year, we did that really terrible show I told you about the two on an island. It was about two couples, this two strangers who were going to meet in New York in like old timey days. Yeah. And that one character I had, you know the the um, bohemian dude okay i had a limp I was, the character had a, like weird cleft foot or something i don't know so but, i had to give him a limp but i had to give him a limp and um so i had limped on the stage and people thought like at the end of that performance uh, i got a lot of praises because they're like oh we thought you actually had a limp <laughs> we didn't know that was part of the character it was like no it was the character so i did it really well and i remember that the um theater teacher had worked on with me a lot on drinking a martini like one of the things i was supposed to do was shake up a martini mm -hmm. and then pour that in there and and drink it okay yeah. but there's no real liquid and so i guess she said it looks like you're just shaking this drink around like you're spilling your drink everywhere yeah so we ended up practicing with me with a lot of with water yeah and so um you know it can be a a neat martini yeah with nothing in it so as far as like, you know, they, they usually put the olive juice. So uh, she's like, you know, we're going to put water in there. So you're going to you're going to walk around with the water and you'll drink the water from the glass and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
the prank night though they usually will do they'll change something or they'll fuck with the actors on stage yeah and that's the last performance of the whole entire show so you usually do like six or, or eight performances depending on matinees and whatnot who gets to pick the prank nobody so how, who knows whoever's doing the prank so you don't know who. And if it's a really bad prank, you want to run it by the teacher was the rule. But I would guess in a professional setting, you don't need to run it by anybody. So is, but is everybody doing one or you don't know how Most many? people are in it. You just pick a tar- target and you do something. So in this example, I was the target. Okay. Yeah. You knew something was coming. Yes. Right? I knew something was coming. So um, I was the target. And what, what happened was uh, they, they switched out the water in the martini glass for pure lemon juice. Ah. I could smell it. It was, it smelled ah, like you were tipped off. Yeah. Too, huh? It smelled yeah. like pure lemon juice. I did not know what it was. I just thought it was lemon juice. I actually might've thought it was lemonade at the time, but I think later I was told it was lemon juice. Um, and so I had poured it into the glass. Yeah. And I could smell it. So I knew I didn't want to drink it. But you knew there was parts of the scene. But I scene. had to drink. Yeah. So I I pretended to drink. I pantomimed it. Yeah. Uh, so it made it look like I was drinking. Um, and I was hoping that was good enough. Yeah. Right? Like, all of this time practicing how to drink on stage, now hopefully you, I did it right. Yeah. And I guess I did because the theater teacher came to me and she was like, how did you like your drink? And yeah. I was like, what? She's like, did you like it? Because I had it switched out for something special for you. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, what do you mean you don't know? It's like, I don't know. I, I didn't drink it. You didn't drink it? I was like, no. She's like, it looked like you had taken several swigs of it. Yeah. It was so convincing. I swore you drank it. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I just got good. She's like, I know you got good because you fooled me. <laughs> And I was like, it was a very proud moment. Nice. Yeah. So in like, uh, I did, I was doing in 10th grade, the first show, the first major show, like we had three major shows. So the first major show, Scrooge and a Christmas Carol. Um, and I played Scrooge. It was a pretty big hit. We had the dry ice, like I mentioned, we had other like great props and things like a giant bridge that they made, um, for this. And, uh, we also had Foley's. Okay. And I think I mentioned Foley's a little bit at a time, but uh, um, but basically they make the sound effects for the show. So it's real sound effects by somebody backstage creating them. So we had yeah. lots of thunder and lightning in this show, right? So mm. they do the lighting effects and the thunder. They did it with giant sheets of aluminum. Yeah. And they would like. Yeah. And they would just. Yeah. They would. There were two people and they would sling it. And it would just make that sound. Um, they did other things like bells and whatnot. Like we, we wind we, chimes, right? Yeah. We, anything they can do to make sound from things you wouldn't expect. Yeah. You know, and that's not mainly the point, but you want to find something that makes it like a famous example is um, for like old Westerns and stuff or whatever they needed to do, like horses yeah. um, back in the day, like the Foley's during that time for those movies, they would use a, uh, coconuts they would cut a coconut in half and they would clink that on like um a surface like a floor and it would sound yeah. like a horse galloping clap uh, clomping the clomping the <laughs> clapping yeah so this is a pretty big show for us um and especially for me like i let it and it was very well received i had very long hair at this time 
because yeah. uh, I'd grown my hair out. And I was about down to my shoulders. We spray painted my hair gray and we had the makeup like make me look as old as possible. And I went out there with a very raspy uh, voice. Yeah. Um, and there were people at the end of the show who was asking if I was a hired actor. Yeah. Like they didn't believe that I was a student. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought I was like a real like adult playing in the show. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Especially because like the picture, like they can take a picture for the playbill that they put in the you yeah, know yeah. the pamphlet of, of what's going on in the in the audience and whatnot. And uh you write a little bio for yourself, like Steven has been acting since he was such and such years old and yeah. previous productions here, here, and here. You may have recognized him in the previous year's shows of this, this, and this and whatnot. Um and he just hopes you have a great time. And then they show a little picture of you. And, I, and I'm pretty sure the picture of me was uh, not, you would not believe that it was me because of the way the makeup and everything looked. Yeah. It was very dramatic looking. And I'll show you a picture. All right. Um, I don't know. And maybe you, if you want, you can throw it up there on the socials too. All right. Send it to me. Yeah. Um, let me go. It's on my Facebook. But uh, but they had actually taken some of the other makeup from this show and took it to competition that year, too. And uh, the makeup artist for this show had won at competition. Oh. It wasn't my makeup, but it was it was another one. Yeah. Um, but it was the people that did your makeup won. Right. So that's me in the middle there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, and that hair is my real hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, it looks like a wig. <laughs> it looks like a wig, right? Yeah. Yeah, they... no, but it's it's definitely not. Yeah, that's it looks my like real you're hair. Wearing it's just, it. Yeah, they... it was just spray painted. Um, that gray color. Yeah, they made you look old. I don't know how they the, the cheeks really get just, you. And and so that's stage makeup. So stage makeup's a lot more dramatic with its lines and everything that you draw on the, the faces. creases on your forehead. But yeah. by the time you're in the audience and you're looking at that from a distance, those sharp lines and edges blend into the audience. So it makes them pronounced. Yeah. But it looks natural from from a distance, from farther away. Yeah. 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 Yeah, from a distance, it just looks like definition. And I think I spent like a good 30 minutes or so. Here's like the test makeup without any uh, other coloring on there. Okay. And then, of course, my hair, you can see super long and, and gorgeous. Yeah, dude, you're like real native right here. Dude. I was, man. I don't know. It's fucking, that was a long time I had it. Uh, it, get, it gets slightly wavy, but for the most part, it's straight. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, do you look like a different person? <laughs> I know, right? Like a totally different person. Yeah, I do. Yeah, high school was crazy. <laughs> yeah, high school was a hell of a time. <laughs> Here's like typical like teenager photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, no facial hair whatsoever. That's well, like no, me, dude. I didn't grow facial hair until I was in college. <laughs> I know, dude. and I don't even think I grew it out. I just kept shaving it off until I was uh, in. <laughs> out here in Arizona that's when I started growing it out like I was just at work and I was like well I'm not customer facing here I guess I can grow my Beard. facial hair and see if it actually amounts to anything and then yeah. kept it ever since yeah I do I barely had a mustache too in high school and now I'm full oh yeah <laughs> I can't imagine you without that 
I know, dude. I don't know who you are. <laughs> you you show want... up to my house like that, I'll be like, what the fuck? Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> I shave all my facial hair. You wouldn't even know who I was, dude. Be a whole different person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, dude. It's weird. It came later. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was 10th grade. Now, I remember that we were going to competitions. I mentioned that we, we'd taken some people. And you remember I told you I had a friend who was like a, a rival? Like, yeah, we, we were frenemies. Yeah, frenemies since junior high school. Yeah, the frenemies. I remember when we auditioned for the Christmas Carol show together. Oh, here we go. Show And down. he was like, Stephen, read with me. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Who do you want me to read? I want you to read um, for the nephew and I'm going to read for Scrooge. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, and I'm whoa, like, whoa, that's whoa. cool, bro. Cause I didn't care. I was very humble about it. Like I was like, look, but I'm going to go out there. He was going for it. I'm going to audition. I knew he wanted it and I wanted him to have it because we were friends. You okay. Know, so so you were fine. still kind of rooting for it. Like if like, I'm not going to like sit there and be like, yeah, go for it, bro. I want you to have it. I don't want it. No, but, but it was like, uh, if I can't get it, I would rather him have it like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, go for it. Like you would be more mad if it was somebody else, not one of you two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I wouldn't be mad at either way. Cause in my perspective back then was, um, I believe the part needs to go to whoever is the best deserves it. Like it's good for them. Well, that's what I'm saying. You'd yeah. be in a situation where you're like, no dude, I know one of us was better than that dude. You know, whoever they picked. So I'm sure you can think off the top of your head, somebody that like, if they got it, you would have been like, what? You yeah, know? exactly. So, so I was, I was happy for him. Like, yeah, if that's what you want, man, of course I know he wants it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he's working really hard to like make a name for himself. As much as I am, but at the same time, you're like, you ain't getting this sucker. I didn't, I, I didn't want to judge anything, but, but I was like, I don't know, I wasn't going, going for it. No, you no. weren't going for it because I took any audition the way that that I thought. Like, look, I'm just gonna let them cast me where I belong. Like, I didn't care. Uh, I wasn't gonna feel hurt with any role I got. And as I mentioned before, if I could not be on stage. I was going to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted so to help. That's all that mattered to me. Yeah. Like, did I imagine myself in, in every lead role that, that we had done? Of course. Yeah. But you but, were good. You still read for it, right? So we went up together to audition. And I went and read with him. So we, we went as a, you know, they give you scenes and they're like, pair up with somebody, do the scene, come and audition. So we read the scene. They, they've given us a Scrooge scene with the nephew. And so... This guy wants to be the uh, wants to do Scrooge. Yeah. Um, and so uh, and we called him Riggle. His name was Matt Riggle. So he wanted to do Scrooge. And um, I was like, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll audition for the nephew. So we do the first run. And then uh, the theater teacher is like, OK, that was great. Um, and now let's just, uh, let's have you guys switch. And you didn't know they were going to switch. No. Okay. But you know, that's not un- unheard. It's like read something else or, okay, I want you guys to read this scene next though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Switch. You it know, up. so whatever. It's all good. Uh, so we, um, switched, we switched. I read for Scrooge and I remember I, I had done like a really raspy voice and, I don't know if I can emulate it now, but it, it was like, uh, uh, shaky. Like, was it shaky? Bah, yeah. yeah. 
Like I, I, it was, it was mean. <laughs> it was old. It was raspy. If I had something to say, I would say something in the voice, say, but I can't say, think of any lines. Say, Timmy, go fetch me some more logs from the fire. Um, I don't know. Something like that. I can't right now. Let's see. Like it was who enters my room. I don't know if I could do it. Try it. It's like who, who enters my room? Why are you in my room? Uh, or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it was it was angry. It was like a, a voice of a man who like was just so pissed off at the world. That's why I kept thinking. It's like that's who Scrooge is, right? Yeah. Um, and so I did something like that, and it wasn't perfect, and it wasn't what we ended up doing for the you show. Did it in the moment, but I did it in the moment. Yeah. And. Um, I think that's what ended up getting me to the role was the fact that I had this this voice for the character that sounded completely your, different. They liked your voice. They liked huh? what I was doing with it, where it was like angry, but also kind of like, uh, you know, grunt, grumpy. It was an angry, grumpy type of, of character. And I'd probably do a better job if it wasn't we were doing karaoke all night last night. <laughs> so I was singing my heart out and my, my throat is just like gone. But I digress. The point is um you got I ended it. up getting the part. Yeah. He ended up playing the part of the nephew. Yeah. And so he was like how did you find out? Did you post a, like they oh, post the, the yeah, listing yeah. on the wall? And you guys all run up there. And you all yeah, run up there. And it's like, style. oh no! And, uh, I, da, 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 and I you're like, did you see your name? And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it was at the top, and I was like, oh my god, Scrooge. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> and, then, and I knew your he really wanted yeah. it, and I thought he was gonna get it because he was like, you know, we were both favorites for for it. Yeah, you knew going there. Mm-hmm. So he ended up. Uh, getting to play the nephew. So we were still going to be on stage together and whatnot, which is still pretty big, pretty big role. Yeah. Decent. Um, and then we had, uh, gone to the table reading. So like the first night of the first rehearsal that you go to, you know, they give everybody the script that you get to know each other and whatnot. And then they do like a sit down and have a reading. They do a cold reading of it. So we do a cold reading of the script and I went, with my first line and I was doing the Scrooge voice um, and I was just playing with it. And, uh, and I remember after I did it, like everybody was staring at me after the first performance after just a cold read. Oh, in the room. Yeah. Because we're okay. all sitting at random spots in this classroom and the desks and whatnot. And, yeah. and so everyone's reading along as they're going through the script and, yeah. and then it gets to my part. And so I do my raspy voice, my Scrooge voice. Um, and, um, I remember it went like quiet. People started looking at me and they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Because they heard it, but they didn't register that that was coming from me at first. Yeah. So I think it was a shock that that I was doing it like that. And I don't even know why I was doing it like that. I just thought that it needed to be done like that. Yeah. And, you know, you watch a lot of different, like, Christmas Carol things. And, and looking back at it, no one does that kind of, like, raspy, grumpy, angry with a lot of, like, energy. Yeah. You know, Scrooge is more like pushed back and like. <laughs> he's, he's more quiet. And yeah. Like, 
doesn't want to be bothered. Or aristocratic, where he's like looks down on. Yeah, him. he is better than. But everybody. mine was just like, like, like angry, grumpy, like old man with dementia is going to swing at you. I want. I want to say Jim Carrey brought a little bit of that when he did the animated. Yeah, I think he we was did ours li- before that one too. Yeah, so he, he was stole a little bit more. <laughs> he probably saw you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, of course. I do remember the parts was like, um, they owe me money. They owe me money, and I'm going to collect or something like that. No, it doesn't sound right. My voice is not working <laughs> for me right now. But uh, I, I swear I had recordings of it too. <laughs> I swear it was better, man. It was. It was way better than that. And yeah. I remember having to work on a. Um, on an accent, like most, they, like we had like CDs that we were supposed to be learning the, the English accent from because there's there's like a, a proper English accent where where things are a little bit done more with the front of your mouth, and then there's like a Cockney English accent where things are done from like the back of your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like there's people learning learning those and the different methods and and stuff so that they can come on stage and and appear as different classes of people. Yeah. Um so it was a it was a fun show. It was a good one for sure. And uh even the prank night for that one was was pretty good too cuz I remember they they we had like the ink wells and the feather that you're supposed to be like writing with and stuff uh for some of the different scenes. Like well, you know, he's working and whatnot. And they replaced like there was never anything in it. It was painted to look like there was ink spilling out of it and whatnot. But this time they actually put paint in it. <laughs> and it got all over my hands. Like my hands were turning black on the oh, inside. Why you were, why you were acting. Yeah. While I was writing. Because it was, it was you're doing all your normal movements and there's ink flying everywhere. Like, right. Yeah. I can see that. And then that, that, that show was like I was so cold because all I had on was... Um, I was barefoot and had a nightgown that went past my knees. Oh, because you had to do all the scenes of the ghost, the past, present, and future. Yes. So you have like the first um, <coughs> scene that's like. So item nine. Yeah, hold it. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Damn, that's a big one. Mine's like half of that, huh? It's a full gram. Mm. Yeah. And that usually a lot of people get half grams, but I like the full grams. I don't know. Last longer. But anyways. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. What were you saying? I don't even remember anymore. Something about acting? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, the first part of the scene, you, he's in the whole get up. And then immediately after that, you're at home. And so now you're just in for the rest of the entire show in this gown and no shoes on and I'm walking around things. Like I remember at one point I um like the floor was getting damaged from that that fog machine. And stuff. <laughs> you guys did real damage. <laughs> yeah. And so like the at one point the floor splintered and I had like a splinter oh, in my fuck, dude. in my toe. Shit. I remember this other point where the microphone that one of the ghosts was wearing was uh dying, like the batteries died. And so they need to replace the batteries and it was a nine volt battery and they were trying to give it to us, but we were on stage and we were walking on this bridge and I was like, Oh shit. Uh, so I had 
grabbed <laughs> the battery with my toes. Oh. <laughs> and I was just holding onto it with my toes as I was walking around this bridge so that I can get this battery across stage. Without being noticed. Without being noticed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there's all this stuff that happens backstage during shows like this, you yeah. know? Like, not not everything always goes exactly the way it's yeah, supposed you got, to. you got to adjust and fly. You have to adjust. <laughs> and and like I mentioned before, you have to play off the audience as well sometimes. Like, for example. Like, um, if something falls on the set, you got to, like, make it like it ha- it was supposed to happen or something. Or, you for know? the most part, yeah, yeah. If something happens like that. A you tree know, falls down. And depending on the... the um, the type of show, whether it be more of like a comedic piece or something, it could be like, yeah. oh, that tree finally fell down. <laughs> it's been hanging there for years and I thought it was going to fall last week during the thunderstorm or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, let's see. So in this show, I think that was, I don't know where I was going with nine that. Nine volt battery. Oh, yeah. The nine feet. volt battery across the stage. Uh, it was the winter shows. It was all great. And then, so, um, I remember some romance came into this. So in real life or the yeah, show? Yeah, in real life. Whoa. I met, I met one of the, the girls on the show. She was the stage manager for that show. Hey. And we started dating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in production and performance, she was going to be doing, uh, as soon as the winter break was over we were going to be doing a production performance show. So yeah. it's a class production of odd couple, um, which is a, a comedic show. Um, and I was one of the people in the, in the show. And this, this was like a big, a big fucking piece of drama that happened. She was a director and we had a due date to have our lines memorized and be off book. Okay. So with that due date in mind, I was not completely off book. Okay. But I was about to be off book. Like I was, I was pretty good. Like you were getting it down. Yeah. And I had already had to like do figure out all the lines for the main shows. And yeah. So this was second priority to me. Cause this wasn't going to start performing until like February or something. Yeah. Um, or January, February, something like that. And so um, I remember the two days before that happened, my mom pulled us out of school because we were going to go to New Mexico for the winter. And so I was being sent to New Mexico. Wow. So she I just decided you're going to New Mexico? It was like planned, but um, I thought it was going to happen like when the, the break happened. But for her, it was easier just to pull us out two days early before break. Oh, two days early. Okay. So I didn't go to school those those last two days. And uh, that's when they were testing us for being off book. Oh, now I talked to my then girlfriend at the time, like while I was in New Mexico, like almost every night on the phone, you yeah. know, and I ran my lines through with her. So she knew it was off book. Yeah. When I come back. They're upset. That I was not off book at that time and i was like well but i'm off book now i've been off book and the student directors and the had made the decision that as punishment for not being off book i was going to be recasted yeah the student director being my girlfriend 
was oh. recasting me from the supporting lead that I was in the show. What is she doing? <laughs> and the, the fucking part that caused a lot of drama was that the um, person they were recasting me was not even in the class for the class production. They was and just she chose them. They chose them. Yeah. They chose him. And he was he was in the the um, after school stuff and he was a choir kid and and he was in another theater class, like a year one theater class or something. He was like a year under us. He was a freshman. And so they were going to replace me with him. And I didn't find out until like later that week, like they had already told him they had made that decision before the winter break. So wait, but they gave him the script. They didn't tell me this until I came back. I was rehearsing my lines with her. Yes. Yeah, so the whole time you're rehearsing with her, she's not telling you that she's looking for your replacement. That my replacement had already been found, picked and, and concluded. What kind of psychopath are you dating? <laughs> what the fuck? Right. That's some psycho shit. It was some fucking bullshit. How can she act a certain way with you, but then turn around and be like scheming? I had a best friend too that ran into that guy, and uh, she must have had something going on with this dude. Then no, no, no. It was it was it was. She just, just found a replacement. Yeah, behind your back I mean, the without telling is, you is pretty like you know who's like oh that guy's good without mentioning it one time on any call. Yeah, but the fact that she didn't tell me anything, nobody told me and anything. let you keep rehearsing like a yes. dumbass. And so they said. Oh, well, I mean, you're off book now, but we gave him his lines and he's been practicing. So it's not fair to him that that we tell him he can't do it now. So you're going to do half the the shows and he's going to do the other half of shows. And I'm like, you don't think it's not fair to me, the student who's in the fucking class that's been practicing from the start, for the class <laughs> production. This guy's been practicing. And this guy's not even in the class. What, he's been practicing for a whole week? Like, yeah. fuck him. I've yeah. been practicing for right? months. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I would have said. Like, he has never been on set with us. He's never, like, acted with the other people before. Yeah. Um. So I was, I, I protested it. You're like, in no, my I'm, own way. I'm not doing it? I was like, well, I'm not going to be part of the show then. If, if yeah. I'm not playing my part the entire time. I'm not splitting it. I'm not yeah. going to split it. I'm not going to share it. Yeah, they're like, well, that. then you're not going to be in the show. Then, and this will affect your grade. And I was like, then that's fine. Because I already have an A plus in this class. I'm not going to fail it. Yeah. But you, I'm not going to be part of the show. And, and I'm going to let everybody know. suck it. <laughs> so I refused to be a part of the show if he was going to continue to do it. Dun, dun, dun. And we only had two nights. It was a class performance. So it was only two nights, really, that we were performing. Yeah. It wasn't like the major ones where it goes for two weeks. Um. So... We had the two nights and, um, yeah, it's weird to split it. If it's only two nights. Yeah. He was, I was supposed to do one night. He was supposed to do the other. Yeah. For what? It, that makes more sense if there's like 15 shows or something, you know, like, or 16 or whatever, you know, 20 shows. Then you mm-hmm. split 10, 10 or something. And the lead in this was, was one of my friends to the, the same guy, the, um, uh, Matt Riggle. Yeah. His name was Riggle. And so we, he was, he was in the show as well. And, he was the lead. I was supporting. So we had two leads in that. And then so it really pissed me off. I was so upset with it all. Uh, and even another friend had like gone up to that kid and told him, it was like, watch your back, bitch. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's it's really fucked up what you're doing to Steven. Because the kid goes to blame, too. He's like, well, it, all he had to say was, 
that's okay. Steven knows his lines and he's going to, he's going to do it. I'm going to back away. But the kid didn't want to because he wanted to be in this fucking show. He wanted to be in a show. That, that, that's the tough part, you know, because I could see, like, dude, you, I mean, you, you being you. I knew because I went through this before. That's what I'm saying. You being you, you would have done that. You were, you were definitely, you're the type of person that would have been like, no, he deserve it. He should do it. And you would have stepped back. But yes, I can see if somebody tell, if someone tells me, Hey, you're, you're doing the shows X, Y, Z happened and you got to do the lines now. And then you start practicing and they give it to you. You know, what are you supposed to do? I get that point too. And I, I remember my friend, he told me, he's like, and I told him, I told him, and it was like, well, because he said, I wouldn't be so mad Steven, at him. Steven would do the same thing. If they had given him the part, yeah, he would have yeah, taken yeah, the part. Yeah. And the guy said, no, Steven wouldn't do that because Steven would understand if you knew your lines and it was your show and you were ready to go, that he would not need to go on. Yeah. That would be the only reason you would need to go on. You're yeah. going on for selfish reasons, what he told him. And so that kid had begged me to do at least half the show. And I was like, look, man, I feel like this is my show. I know the lines better than you do. They told you you could probably go on with the script in your hand if you needed to. That's like, dumb. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. So, no, I'm not going to talk to you about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So he's kind of freaking out. He wanted you to do it, you too. You know what happened both those nights? He fucking tanked he fucked it up yeah he fucked up the show he knew he was he was there there, there were parts where and and some of my friend my friend up there you wouldn't help him Ooh, <laughs> put him out to dry you put him out to dry you ever seen whiplash yeah yeah remember whiplash at mm-hmm. the end where he does he gives them the different notes to a different song so he's up there and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing to make him look stupid. Yeah, it's a really like he's like you'll never work in this town again or you know he tells him something and then he just Goes off on that fucking solo. But yeah, in the end, he, like, the drummer right. pulls it out. But this guy didn't pull it out, right? He no. didn't, doesn't sound like he pulled so it out. So that was other drama that happened. Um, we broke up, me and that girl. Yeah, dude, she's fucking psycho, of course. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Like, it's one thing if you don't like the it person. Was, that was another fucked up thing. Like, if, yeah. if I was just some other random dude, but like, come on, like, we were dating. That's the weirdest part to it i mean it's one thing to conspire and you know do things and you know be be like hey i'm doing this to so and so because i think it's the right thing to do or whatever that's one thing but then to be talking to the person literally about the thing that you're gonna fuck them over with you know like that that's that's some weird shit man like i don't know that's on another level dude that's some dark shit right there you just you you act a certain way with somebody, but then behind their back you're doing something the opposite. You know, yeah, that's weird. That's bad. It is. Yeah, that's more of who your friend should have been mad about or mad at than the, rather than the actor be like, "Yo, why is this chick scheming behind your back when you guys are supposed to be dating? Like, what's going on here, dude? Like, she's told this is the types that end up in Hollywood, dude. Like, <laughs> that's why Hollywood gets fucked up because these people make it all the way up there and then they start doing shit like that, you know, to people, you know, scheming and getting their ins and outs and whatever they want, you know, pulling the strings, you know, it's all about power play. She had some power, dude, and she was wielding it, dude. She's like, no, Steven will not be in the play after all. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> she really could have said something, but. No. At any point, she could have said, you should have tested and you should have been, you know, you guys could have talked about it. You know, she could have brought it up to you. Like, 
She could have been like, hey, I, you know, it, it does annoy me. I remember, like, not talking to her about it at all. Like, just because of how upset I was about the entire thing. Oh, and dude, then, like, you're, you're way too nice, dude. I would have been like, what the fuck? Like, I would have, dude, I would have, I would have had to have the conversation. Like, what is happening right now? Am I losing my mind? Because we were literally talking about this on the phone. And I was going over it with you. And now you're telling people I don't know. The lines? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I would have definitely had a... I was like, who am I talking to? What personality are you right now? Because I, I don't know what is going on in your head. Yeah, that's that's the weird... I would have wanted some answers. Like, oh, oh I don't think you're right for the part. You know, I would have I been like, what? what? You couldn't tell me this two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, it was a super upsetting thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying not to relive it. It's making me mad, dude. It like, should. I, I want to go talk to this you person. You know, that's not the first time, too, that I was recasted. <laughs> There's another time you got it? Re- yeah, dude. this one's kind of funnier, though. What, what are we at right now? Uh, We're an hour 20. Okay, let's, we got to do a part four, dude. Yeah, but we might as well finish 10th grade. Okay, let's finish that. All right, we'll it's finish done. 10th grade at least. Um, So, but... uh. So you, another thing we did was a was a competition. Yeah. Okay. Um and I my friend uh, Riggle uh my my arch nemesis, you know. Yeah, my rival. Your friend of me. My friend of me. Yeah. He's the guy who kept me pushing and I kept pushing him, right? Riggs. You know. We call him Riggs. We call him Riggs. We call him Riggle. Yeah. So um what what ended up happening was we were doing a competition. He was taking a comedic scene. He was doing, if you've never seen it, but it's like the complete works of uh, William Shakespeare abridged. And it's by the uh, um, abridged Shakespeare company or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's usually like a three man show and their whole entire thing is to get through like everything Shakespeare did. Yeah. In the, in the amount of like, two hour show. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause you know, it's only the two guys doing multiple parts and, and, you know, just kind of shortening up things or explaining what Shakespeare meant it during that stuff. Kind of like the drunk Shakespeare uh, event that we went to, except on a larger scale yeah. and there's no drinking and it's really well done. So there's a scene, it's a Romeo and Juliet scene. So, um, my friend, he wants to play the, the guy who's playing Juliet and, and, they want me to do the narration. So in the scene, you have the two actors who are playing all the characters from the show. And then you have the narrator who is reading like Shakespeare's complete volume of, of things in, in that giant textbook. And so in order to take this to competition, you have to audition. So we audition in front of the, the teacher to see if we're allowed to go to the competition. Yeah. And so um, we take this show up there, the three of us, and we start uh, the audition. And she stops it and she's like, I know you've been practicing this, mm-hmm. but you're not doing it justice. She Whoa. was upset with Riggle for doing it more slapsticky comedy. And losing the focus of what it was, which is Shakespeare. Um, you're supposed she wanted to be telling, more of a proper like. She wanted you to do it justice. So, so her example of this is like you know the actors who created this. Sure, it is meant to be funny, 
but it's only funny because the actors do care about the Shakespeare and are trying to tell you what happened in that show. But the way they do it. They're not playing it up so much. They're not playing it up. Yeah, they're playing they're it playing straight. They're the humor about themselves trying to show you Shakespeare. So they're playing it straight as, and you get the comedy some out of it. Some of it is, is comedy. Like, some of it's exaggerated and whatnot in, in what they do. Like, yeah. you know, he's playing Juliet and his, his, he's going to be like, ooh. Yeah, and blink yeah, yeah. the eyes and fan the face and whatnot. Um, but, but those are few and far. Right. The whole yeah. point, though, is that you're not focusing on the slapstick of it all. You're 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 trying to move it through with what it the source yeah. material is, which is Romeo and Juliet. It's Shakespeare, yeah. and and you have to to hold that to a certain degree See, because that's what you're working with. Yeah, a lot of where um, art thou and all that stuff. And she was like, "You're missing all the satire humor." Because you're playing it like it's just some big giant joke. And you're overplaying. If you're playing it as some yeah. big giant joke, you're not going to get anywhere because you're losing the point of the material. I see that. I see what that point. And she she made that like that. She said the only person on stage who has not lost the point of this material is Steven. Whoa. And he knows what he's doing. So maybe you should talk to him about it. Whoa. And you were playing it straight. You were. I was playing it like I thought that because the way I approach it. You were playing it, it as Shakespeare. Is that yeah. the way I the way I do it? Is as I approach the character the way I imagine that character would act in its given scenario, and I just had like a natural talent for doing that. I had started creating my own method acting before. I actually learned what method acting was. Yeah. Like I would get into the characters and and I would totally like, you know, try to to think like them and be them. Yeah. Because that's the way I thought it needed to be done. And so the narrator, I played him off a little cheesy, but also very like stern. It was like, when last we saw our dear Capulet and Montague, and then I would, I would play it as I was supposed to as a narrator engaging the audience, trying to bring you into whatever it was and I was showing you and yeah. get you started into the scene. And, and you also, actually move things along too. That was the whole point. Yeah. You move things so through the scenes. She, she criticized them. She praised me. You're like, yes. And then when we went to take it back and we we're going to meet up again, he was like, Hey Steven, uh, thanks for, for helping me out with the scene, but, but I actually found someone else to do it. I was like, wait, what? You don't want me in your scene anymore? And he's like, no, 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 no. I found someone else to do it. It's fine. You don't have to do it. Like as if it was like a chore for me or something. Like he was doing you a favor. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he pretty much recasted me. Whoa. <laughs> because he good. was upset that yeah. he didn't get the, the glory in it. That's what I know. That's what I know. Like, I don't have to be told like, oh, yeah, you know what, man? That's totally what happened. But he doesn't have to ever tell me. But I know. I know he was just pissed off that that you're, I was taking the spotlight from him. Yeah, you were out shining. He was supposed to be his show. And I was supposed to be just like a filler piece for him. Like, he couldn't find anyone else to do it. He asked me to do it. I said, sure, man. I'm going to do it for you. And now you're doing too good. I'm doing too good for him. Yeah, yeah, I'm out yeah. shining him. In a stupid narration part, he had to be a little weenie about it. <laughs> so yeah, that was like the second time I had casting issues. Um, what else did we do? We did uh, Wizard of Oz for our musical. Okay. I think that was a spring musical for that one. Was, was it Cowardly um, Lion? Year, or uh, for, uh, 
Scarecrow? Sophomore year. We, no, I did not act. You just sewed. I was, no. <laughs> I was a technology manager, the tech manager. Whoa. So I was in charge of the lighting. sound and lighting. Okay. Uh, as far as, you know, I had a crew to manage. I had a sound crew and I had, I had a sound crew and a lighting crew. And within that crew was a sound manager and a lighting manager. And I was in charge of all of it. And I had to meet directly with the directors and explain what we were doing and get up on the lights and show them blah, 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 yeah. and do all that crazy stuff. Um, and so, so you played the witch's song. I had to help make sure that that stuff was ready and good to go. And yeah, uh, I think one of the main reasons Phew, lighting I Phew. wasn't in this show was that I had knee surgery. Mm. I had knee surgery. You can uh, move around that. Dude, over, what was going on with your knee? Dude, you're only in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in theater. I played baseball. Yeah. Football. I did track and I never had no knee surgery. <laughs> well, I had torn my meniscus what in, f- in, uh, in like fifth grade Shit. running on the blacktop, Dude, making like a you... sharp turn. I tore it, but I didn't know. Oh, and so over time, just extending and retracting my knee on a daily basis, uh, it would start to pop. Uh. And so what they told me is that my meniscus would catch in my joint and it would pop in and out Ooh. as it would catch like when the knee would bend it would fold it back and then it would pop it would spring back into into place yeah and doing that ripped it more and more oh, so they had to take a majority of my meniscus out what the fuck because eventually it got to a point where if my knee stayed straight for too or stayed bent for too long it would feel like it was getting stuck and i would go to like extend it and it would go like pop like that Ooh, shit. like really bad and so um I had to get surgery on my knee. And so I was still like doing physical therapy and stuff by the time we came back to this uh, Wizard of Oz show, I believe. Uh, And so by the time we were doing the performance for the show, I was pretty much healed. But I was in crutches or at least a crutch or limping around. Yeah. Couldn't walk the the best during the start of the show. So you missed out on. Yeah. So I did the technology for that. And I did some more innovative things that we hadn't really done before. Um, I took a projector that was uh, mounted there because it's also, you know, there's a projector screen and they wanted to have the um, face of of the uh, um, wizard of Oz projected on a wall. And so I figured out how I can use the built in stuff like there was built in uh, audio and video lines that went directly to the sound booth. Yeah. Um, built into the stage and no one knew how to use those lines or that there were adapters for those video lines. Like there are special connectors yeah. that you had to get adapters for in order to use those video lines. And so I was like the first person to, to figure out how all of that worked and ran. And so I was able to hook a camera in and we had like um, live camera feed of uh, or video of going through the projectors and stuff like that. Um, so I had video of the show. So I had live video of the show. We had um, a projector going through on the wall. Um, and I remember that we had to put the projector up every night. Yeah. And the way that we had to do it was um, with a little box to hide the projector on the lip of the stage. And we had the golden brick road in the front of the stage, which is called the orchestra pit. Yeah. Yeah. Like between the audience and the stage. Yeah. 
they built a road and the actresses and that the actresses and the actors would would walk off uh on that road and they leave the auditorium they go around the school to get back to the backstage area and so during the first half of the show i was in the tech booth second half of the show i had to grab the projector which was laying ready to be plugged it was plugged in um made into a little box that that i would put on the stage and there was a laptop one of the teacher's laptops that i had to play the video from yeah and i had to do that all from under the stage and that was for yeah um, so i had to stay the entire the second half of that show underneath the yellow brick road so that i can play the wizard scene yeah so and you had so the big green i was i spent the entire show just laying on the floor out there underneath this 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 yellow brick road structure and people walking on top of me yeah and that was a pretty long second half of the show so you're just laying there <laughs> so i was just laying there uh that was a good one um what else did we do really quickly i think we did i honestly can't remember what the last show was i want to say it was pink panther okay i think we did pink panther um, and that was another one we did the projector and the cameras with, but this time we used like a, the actual camera, like there was a video camera. We had a bunch of stagehands that were dressed as Panthers. Um, they were, they had like the, the little pink Panther, they were dressed in all black, like leotards almost. They had like pink Panther little ears and pink tails and, um, little pink mittens and stuff, I think. And, I could be wrong, but do you remember Greg from uh, the wedding? Uh, my friend from Arkansas. I think so. Yeah, he he was actually one of those Panthers too, because he was in theater with me. Tall dude. Yeah, the tall dude. He's from Australia. No, he's in Arkansas. Arkansas. He's in Arkansas, but he's from Chino Hills, my my hometown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I directed that show, so I was the director of that one, and. I had also the good experience in the tech side and the acting stuff. So I was doing a lot back and forth, trying to like help people with things. Um, but one of the things we did was I was able to show them like, look, we can plug this, this camcorder directly into the stage. And then we have a long enough cable. Your, your Panthers that are walking around the stage can hold this. And there was a scene where there was a world domination kind of situation like yeah. think like Dr. Evil broadcasting to the UN and stuff and mm. threatening to blow up hospitals or whatnot. Yeah. So we had a character like that in the show and they videotaped her doing that announcement. Um, but they made her look like hilarious looking and, and um, it was very comedic show. It was a good one too. Yeah. Uh, I know we were like coming to time and stuff, but I don't think much more. I think I covered the main parts of my 10th grade year. <laughs> I, I so did too. win a lot of, of awards within the school during ah, that time too. You know, okay. like I told you we had an award show at the end of the year of every year. Yeah. So I won a lot. And Best I think actor. even, even Riggle had mentioned, um, I think it was at the end of the pink Panther show, or maybe there was another show and we had done a couple like classroom productions and stuff too. So, we were doing so much that year. It was a really big year for us. Uh, and Riggle, my my rival, he uh, he had mentioned during one of those shows we were sitting there in the green room and they were we did a kudos thing. 
Like we would give praise and stuff. Yeah. And he had thanked me and did gave me kudos. It was like, Steven, I feel like I just want to say this was the year of Steven. Like you did so much, you know, you're a tech manager, you were leading Scrooge uh, and Marley's Christmas Carol. You, you directed the pink Panther and he listed the other things had done. He took things to competition. He was like, and I think this was just your year. Like he was pretty much telling me I peaked in 10th grade, <laughs> but he'd give me praise too. Like, you know, we were friends. Yeah. We were good friends. Frenemies. But I always felt that we had like an unspoken rivalry. Um, <laughs> unspoken. It was he has unspoken. never talked about I don't think we ever talked about it. Like we never like sat down and been like, never acknowledged. you know, like we were competing all of high school. Right. And he's like, yeah, no, we never, but I'm sure he, That's he would so probably funny. agree. He would probably agree. What is he up to? Can you find him or I, message I feel him? Like the last I heard from him, he was working, um, as, uh, he was doing acting, but in a character role, kind of. Okay. For Knott's Berry Farm in the theme parks. Okay. Um, I can't remember if if that's where he still is or not, but it's been a long, long time. You should since hit him I've up, man. Be like, hey. Yeah. Hey, remember well, when actually, we actually had... like Greg from my wedding? He was he was uh he was talking about like how we should get some of these old friends together and do some type of reunion. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with it, too. Yeah. And my college friends said the same thing to me, too. They're like, we need to have a reunion. I was like, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> That's but awesome. I guess college is, is uh, probably end up being like a part six, part five at this point. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I don't think... The, 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 the craziest things here is that we knew at this point, too, at the end of the 10th grade, that our theater teacher was not coming back. Uh, and the person they were replacing her with was my um, sophomore year. Was your English, girlfriend. I'm English just teacher. <laughs> and she was a, you know, ter- she was a decently nice lady. Uh, he said perfectly, terrible though. Perfectly first. <laughs> pleasant. But she was not the best teacher. She could not keep control of a class. Mm. So I knew she was not going to be able to keep control of theater. the theater. You guys, or the, you guys the are wild. It was pretty chaotic. Like it could be like, yeah. Um, you know, things get emotional. Things get, that get, get stressful. Uh, there's plenty of times where we sat there and and the theater teacher has to chew us out. Stress, tension. I mean, I've done stuff that I wasn't like proud of too. Like in theater, like, uh, I remember like someone had brought guitar hero backstage. Oh, great. And like, I remember I was playing guitar hero and, Someone called me out on it being like, well, you're supposed to be the director of the show. We had a terrible night here and, and you're just back there playing guitar here the whole time. How are you supposed to watch us? And I'm like, damn, you're right. I was back there and I was playing guitar here the whole fucking time. <laughs> what were you doing? That? I don't know, man. It just seemed like a fun thing to do at the time. Uh, all right, man. We'll yeah. get into the next part. We'll get into it. But yeah, yeah so, more so coming up to junior year, senior year, things so were now changing. Now we're getting into the change of regime. regime. Yes, it, it actually changed a whole bunch of my like plans. Regime. There we there go. Was, there was because I was supposed to be a mascot for the school all right all right let's like say there's, that. there's yeah. a whole bunch of shit yeah we got some teasers mm-hmm. going into the next one definitely we'll start it earlier too next time that yeah, way we yeah, can yeah, fin- yeah yeah we'll finish it because we'll f- i think we went like 40 minutes before we got to this we'll so. finish whatever you have left in the next one 
We won't make a part six, okay? Or part seven. We'll see. This is not Fast and Furious, yeah, okay? We'll start right, right away. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I don't know what's well, going to come like, up. Like, shit, I thought you wanted the whole point was to get through the entire, like, experience through college and shit, too. Hey, man, as soon as we... Well, this was in the beginning when you were like, yeah, I did theater, you know? You were just kind of, like, nonchalanting it, and then I, I dug a little deeper, and now all these memories... It's Fuck, like I... Man. Yeah, it just kept going. I kicked up the, the bottom of the ocean, and and all this dust is now up in the it air. It takes a while for it to settle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not settling. It's, it's still definitely flowing. not settling. But all right. This has been another great episode of Digital Cortex. My name, as always, is Steven. And that's Random Styles. And uh, I think we just hope you have a great night. Later.